0: Welcome to Spartan Up Podcast. We are here in Boston at Brooklyn Boulders. I'm surrounded by my usual awesome people that you're going to find out about in just a second. But first, another awesome guy, Cal Fussman. So Cal Fussman, a two-time best-selling author. More importantly in the context of this, he writes for Esquire a, a, a piece called Things I've Learned. And watching this uh, video, I learned a lot of stuff actually. And this, I think This
1: was one of those podcasts that I didn't want to do. I didn't know who Cal Fussman was, and uh, we've now become friends. You guys are going to love this one. Cool. This, this is an awesome podcast.
0: And, uh, and just so we, uh, we can let you know who we are again, that's Joe, un- you know, of course, Johnny, Safra, Tim, Marion, and Cal. Let's go see Cal.
2: It, in the military, that's called undue Command Influence. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: which is what which is he told us what we would like.
1: <laughs> we are here in an undisclosed location <laughs> For Spartan Up podcast with Cal Fussman. Famous. You're famous, pretty right? I mean, you did those Tim Ferriss podcasts. You're starting your own podcast. Yeah. I think it's coming on soon. Fast and Furious. You excited about that?
3: I'm very excited. But it's amazing because we're sitting here and this is exactly. How I learned to do what I do, which is interview people. Uh, I've been writing for Esquire for almost uh, 20 years now, doing a column called "What I've Learned." And I interview people who've lived extraordinary lives, from Mikhail Gorbachev to Muhammad Ali, right. Donald Trump. And I get an hour and a half to ask them anything I wanted. That's just, awesome. It's just to see what they what they learn. Yeah. And the column is written all in their words, so it's just all pure wisdom. Uh, th- I just look for the wisest things. Nobody really has to worry about a gotcha moment or yeah. me going in to hurt them. Sure. It's, it's really what you were talking about before, giving somebody a couple of tools to make their life better.
1: There must be a couple of nuggets in there that you're like, wow, you know, I gotta do that more. I mean, the one big one I'm getting just from you is, is um, it pays to talk to people in such an authentic way that you engage them and it might even you know and it leads to a relationship
3: yeah there you go right, right? well like rule number one ask a canned question you're going to probably get a canned answer Yeah, right. uh the better your question probably the better the answer right. uh, i always bring uh, muhammad ali was a childhood hero of mine and i when people ask what did you learn from him, the, the, the moment that really hit me was I asked him what his definition of evil was, and he said unfriendliness. I thought that that was yeah, that, yeah that, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's there are so many people that when that question comes at me, my mind just starts scatter shooting in a million directions. Sure. Uh, but like Jack Welch taught me that everything is like baseball when you're a kid, like you you choose sides and you got your captains and and he said it's it's no different from when you get to the top of General Electric. Michael Eisner told me the same thing. He says all high school and so that's interesting. Yeah. Right? Keep keeping. If you keep that in mind, keep it simple. Yeah, well, that's probably the
1: the right. biggest takeaway.
3: Takeaway. Yeah. The simpler, like, and maybe does this apply when you're running across the the snow in Alaska for a great distance? Just keeping it one simple step after the next, as opposed
1: to. Well, it could become very overwhelming. You don't think about uh, the next day or week, or as I'm sure with your travel, the same thing happened. You you get to a place. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy, you get to a place where you just want water, food, and shelter. As I'm sure you were you were there during your journey, and um, it's very very refreshing to get there, right? You don't have the burdens of um, of life, right? And and it really is like I just got to take the next step. I just gotta just keep moving forward.
3: You, know, you when you said that, I had a flashback to a moment when I was in Rio de Janeiro. I had just arrived, and I'm feeling I had like a little money in my pocket, not not that much. And I uh, I get on a bus, and I'm just in like short pants, t-shirt, and this little money, uh, and even in like a paper copy of my passport. It's all I have with me, and I'm on this bus. And to get, on, uh, to get on the bus, they had, like, turnstiles in the back. And you would have to, like, put in a coin or pay a guy by the turnstile. And so I come through the turnstile. I'm sitting down, and I'm thinking, man, hey, this is amazing. This is amazing. I am, like, the freest man in the world. I have no job. I have no boss. I have this whole day. I have enough money for a month. I am completely free, and as I'm thinking this, about four kids from the street who have only a pair of shorts on, nothing else. They're in bare feet. They like come scooting under this turnstile, laughing, and they come into the bus. And I said, "Oh man, they're freer than I am." <laughs>
1: That's right. They had you. There's always, always somebody to one up you.
3: Yeah, and you you never know how. No. But it's. I learned a lot about freedom. Yeah. On, on well, the you trip. were
1: pretty. You were pretty free, and I think, as I'm listening to, you, I'm thinking, we. Um, what's the right word? I'm, I'm looking for the reason most of us aren't free, is because of the things we're chasing and creating. Um, they are keeping us locked up, really. Right? You don't own stuff; it owns you. I, I, or, absolutely. Or, right?
3: Yeah. And we were talking about monks before we started. Yeah. I met this monk uh, for a walk yesterday. And we were talking about the subject because, like, I have this desire to meet as many new people as, possible. as, as I can. And he, he does a lot of traveling, and he, he talks to people. He's building an ashram. But his point was, when I'm home... I don't want to try and meet anybody new because I've been reincarnated so many times. I've already met (laughs) them.
1: What? That's interesting.
3: Uh, Yeah, and uh, we we got into some really deep conversation because I had this unique experience. First time this ever happened to me. The other day, where uh, a friend of mine I was working with, I showed up in his house. We're getting a little work done and I hadn't been there in a few months and he's got a kid about one years old yeah. and so I, the last time I saw the kid he was on mommy and daddy's shoulder and now the kid is walking toward me in diapers and, and I like I couldn't believe it. It's like what and then the kid looked at me and he said what <laughs> I looked at him what <laughs> he looked back at me what and instantly we were friends yeah. So I was telling the monk about this, and I was saying, like, wow, to have a friend based on this power of curiosity. Like, I saw him. I was so curious about what had happened to him. And then he saw me react, and he was so curious. And the monk said, no, 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 you knew him in a past life. Uh, You you, uh. you were already (laughs)
1: friends before.
3: (laughs) And then he made a really interesting point. He said, think of it this way just say you go on vacation to Africa, you're in Kenya, and you're watching the lions and the zebras, and you come back home, what do you talk about for the next three or four days? The lions and the zebras. That's just the way it is with people. They pass on, and they get reincarnated, and then they can't really talk when they're one years old. But they're trying to tell you about the zebra. <laughs> so, where, where
1: was he from, this monk? Uh,
3: he uh, did his monk training in
1: Hawaii. doesn't really sound like rough training. No, no.
3: He, I think he
1: was silent
3: for, for a long time. This did, and this guy is deep. Yeah. His name is Dan Dapani. I
1: know Dan. I know Dan. You know, I know Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I know Dan. I interviewed him. Show. Yeah, on Dan Capanni has yeah. been on the show. Yeah, he has a very expensive robe. I know Dan. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I know Dan. Oh man, the beads, yeah, the robe. He was sweeping for years. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know Dan. <laughs> this is true. you yeah. putting me not on, putting you on. No. Oh man, yeah, he's wonderful. Good man. He's Good a man. wonderful guy. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you. I was in, I'm in Japan now. I told you I moved to Japan, and um, I heard about these marathon monks. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No. So every uh, group of monks has their own way of um, entering and being approved and you know, getting your seal of approval that you're a monk. And so this group makes you do like a 25-mile uh, hike with sandals on and praying with your robe. And uh, once you've done that for 150 days, Hundred days, Then they know you're serious and, and you're committed. And so then you come in and you say, look, I, I finished my 100 days. I wore the sandals. I did 25 miles a day every day. I I uh, prayed. And they say, all right, good job. Now we know you're serious. Um, <laughs> take this sword. You've got 800 more days. If you decide to quit, you kill yourself on the course. So that's why I, I joke a little bit about Dan because I'm like... Dude, I met the real guys. <laughs> and I went, I went to see the I did the course. And I saw the tombstones along the way from the guys that quit and killed themselves. And then I see the big, the big beautiful uh, monuments that showcase the people that did the, the full 900 days. There's one guy that did it twice. He did 1,800 days because he felt that he had done such terrible things in World War II that he needed to cleanse his soul, and that was the way he did it whoa yeah so tell dan next time you see him say dan when you knock out 900 days in japan then i know you're a real monk
4: (laughs) let's take a break
1: you and i'll meditate for a half
4: hour and then we'll come back okay for today's break a tip from spartan sgx did you know you could be walking up to 40 more miles per week just by standing at your desk, walking during phone calls, parking farther away from your job, and staying active throughout the day? 10,000 steps a day is a great challenging goal for most people and will really help build your muscle endurances for those long Spartan races. Become unstoppable. Spartan SGX training.
1: Meditating is um, it's tough, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean.
3: I can't meditate
1: do not I, I, I used to I, say that to my mother my mother used to meditate yeah. for like a week straight fasting my grandfather used to break down the door and and come I mean, yeah she was like out there you interview people yeah that's your thing
3: and i start i really started to learn about interviewing uh, when i was traveling around the world as a kid
1: Huh?
3: i say kid 23 24 and i would i had no money or very little money so what I do is I get a ticket at the bus station, at the train station, to the next destination. It didn't matter where it was going because what mattered to me was the trip down the aisle. Uh-huh. I'm looking for somebody like you. Talk to s- somebody who's curious, somebody I think I could trust, somebody I think will trust me, to sit down in the empty seat because by the end of the ride, I needed you to invite me home because otherwise I had no <laughs> roof over my head. Ah. And uh, that's how I kind of got passed around the world uh, for about 10 years. I started out as a journalist, and I wrote for newspapers in Miami, St. Louis. It was my dream to go to New York. I found this amazing startup. It's called Inside Sports. Yeah. And it's back in the early 80s. And it's just a phenomenal place to be a young writer because it attracted. Hunter Thompson.
1: How old, how, old, how old are you now? I was like 22, 22. at the time. 22, nice, yeah. you're riding with Hunter Thompson.
3: Well, that was, I was talking to him. I wasn't writing at that level, I, but I, I got to be at the bar, throw back shots, and
1: nice. have
3: a good time, and next day you're flying off to see an NFL championship game. And then suddenly, like a lot of startups, it was an artistic success, but it went belly up. So that's when I decided to take some time and travel around the world. And that trip took me a lot of places for about 10 years.
1: But you had no money.
3: Very little money. And that was part of the charm of it uh, because it forced me to interact with people day after day, not knowing who I was gonna bump into. That just ignited the like, sense of curiosity
1: but so for 10 years, you're bouncing around the world with very little money and nowhere to sleep. And so you're hoping that you're going to end up on somebody's couch. And there were days that that didn't happen.
3: Well, there were more. What happened after a while is once you make your first connection, a party breaks out. I'm, I'm basically at that point an excuse for a party. Right. And so once the party breaks out, now there are 30 people there who either wanna take me in or send me to their uncle three towns over. Right. So after a while, I was on, on a roll. Yeah, I was on a roll.
1: Did you years. track this whole 10 year journey? Uh,
3: no, you know what, <laughs> strangely, I certainly in the beginning, I didn't even take a camera because I didn't want to like stop and say, Okay, I'm, like, I'm a tourist here. Let's take, a, let's take our photo. Let me put my arm around you. I just wanted everything to be natural and just to keep moving right. uh, with the current of my life. And now, of course, I wish I had all those yeah, pictures. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh,
3: what was I thinking? What was I I mean, thinking?
1: you're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, right? Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I, I can't even sometimes i'll think of a place and i'll try and remember the person's name but it's 30 years ago yeah all right and there were so many people
1: how many countries uh
3: you know what i i didn't like i didn't sit down and count them but like definitely more than 50 or so wow yeah and uh this arctic circle herding reindeer was in middle of africa mountain gorillas uh Prospected for gold in the Amazon. It was, it was an adventure.
1: That's <laughs> a pretty good adventure.
3: I was in, I saw in the Sahara, I saw one of those races across the Sahara. Through, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was very cool.
1: Marathon to Saab probably. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah.
3: And uh, I don't... I,
1: Mary. Mary runs that race.
3: Yeah. I, even watching it, I don't know how people
1: do it. But yeah, well, you know, God forbid you and I were in a car accident. Yeah. Or a camel accident. And we had to, and we had to make our way across the desert to survive. You
3: do. That's a good point, right? So, but is there something that you put in your head to do it, or is it the circumstance that makes you do it?
1: Well, you put it in your head to get started, just like you did, I think, to, to get on that first bus. Right?
3: Yeah, there's a big similarity here. It's, yeah, right. And I mean, then you, it becomes addictive too. Yeah, is exactly. It the same, same, same thing. thing?
1: Wow. I mean, you, you were in a giant race. You were in a 10-year, you know, adventure. And, and most people would never get started on that, right? You start thinking about all the reasons why you wouldn't do that. Well, I want to feel productive. That sounds unproductive. But actually, um, sitting here next to you, you win. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you chose who gets to do that. You chose the better path.
3: But I didn't, it wasn't a 10-year odyssey when it started when it started it was like three weeks <laughs> and,
1: then, <laughs> just and then it on. just
3: kept going and it, it keeps going and then all of a sudden the idea of waking up and not knowing what's going to happen becomes big juice because you treat each day right. like it's it, and it is it's a unique experience you don't know is this the day I'm going to meet the woman of my dreams
1: yeah yeah yeah, well, if you think back way back, right, we would just hope that the sun rose the next day, <laughs> 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 right? Yeah. So I, you appreciate every day.
3: Th- that's, and, and I can remember, you were talking about the Sahara, I remember like looking at the stars there, Yeah, no pollution, it's Pristine. hundreds yeah. or thousands of miles away and, and just thinking, man, this is the way somebody saw the stars like three thousand years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the stuff that just kept driving me and driving. What, what, what was the moment in your childhood? Yeah. That that set you on this, this
1: path? path. So so um, my mother brought me to a race in Queens, probably not far from Deer Park where you are. That's a three thousand mile run in Forest Hills, around a one mile loop.
3: What? One mile. I never heard of one this. One mile
1: loop. Yeah and uh, tran- the transcendence run and about 8 people sign up for this thing and it's about you know 90 days and they, they just sit there and they go around this one mile loop every day, all day and so you see that as a kid Queen's kid, right? and you're like, man, the possibilities the mind is an unbelievable thing hold it <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I I live very close. I never heard of this. Oh yeah, I, look you look it up. Well you got your you're updated now. You have a phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The transcendence run.
3: And and it still goes on? It still
1: goes on. Yeah.
3: And and people are the they're running are, around, are around they, a, are they, they one, taking time off to go to sleep or they yeah
1: they could go to sleep if they want but you know they, it's like an honor system i mean i don't oh, know you just the, put it in yeah, like it golf in, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah i don't these days it might be a little more advanced but there were only 10 people or less she she's shaking i could see why tim ferris brought you back you're a lot of fun to talk to i'm gonna have to have you back <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> you know what this is this has been i got a lot to learn from you <laughs> we're gonna have some fun that's beautiful all right all right Good i'll stuff. see you in japan
1: see, see ya.
4: Cal, you know, he's a guy that, um, might have a similar travel agent that I do. (laughs) 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 I, um, I love it. You know, it's kind of like that Jack Kerouacian, um, this is why all Spartans should journal so you can remember your life. You know, he says, wish I wrote it down, take five minutes a day, write what you did that day. It's a really powerful tool. So, um, I learned a lot from this guy. I mean, listen, he starts out at 22, hanging out with Hunter S. Thompson. And he's like, where do you go after that? He's like, yeah, you travel on the road for a decade. Makes sense to me.
0: Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Something, something I took out that I thought was pretty cool is, um, you know, it could be chalked up as a misspent youth, some of the adventures and things along the way, except that he had, I think, a plan. And the plan was he was going to gather these experiences. He was going to create a context from which he could draw. And uh, and, he, 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 and he went on to write a couple of best-selling books, uh, one about Jackie Robinson, one about um, Vegas. He um, okay. writes this very successful uh, column which distills life lessons from other very successful and famous people, and then he shares them with us. So I, I think it's really neat that he's, he's found a way to, to harness all that energy because there, there are a lot of people out there who have this energy, this go, 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 and if they don't find a way to then tie it to a purpose, it is misspent, right?
2: Well, yeah, but I tell you... It, so he got on the bus and he just walked down the aisle and he's looking for a guy to, to talk to, right? Yeah. See, I would have been the guy looking for a guy like him not to talk to, right? would have the mean made, one, yeah, Mr. I Grinch. I would have been the guy like, you, you, you are not sitting next to me, bud. Keep moving. Okay, well, guess but, 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 I guess sure, what. Like but what I'm saying is he's evolved, right? Sure, sure. And I believe I have as well because I, I, I end up my wife always talking to me. me, my kids talk to me. I mean, I talk to a lot of people. And a lot of strange people, you know, and a lot of, I just bump into people. and We, we I have things. some of them on film. You're talking <laughs> yeah. to them. So, <laughs> so, I, I, so I think we all kind of I may, maybe merge. But when he was talking about his earlier journeys, sure, sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's just, I, I, I grew up at uh, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And uh, first year I lived there, I, I, I was, I don't know, like 16. I didn't actually have a house or anything. I just went down for the summer. I did the same thing. I would just walk up and down the boardwalk all night long. Right. And then I would just talk to people and just look for the kindness of strangers kind of stuff. Just one, because I found out that if you slept on the beach in the daytime and walked at night, you're OK. But if you reverse that, you get arrested. <laughs> excellent point. Wow, right, So that's is
4: a, yeah. a part of your history. We didn't know uh, There's a lot.
2: Of, you don't know. So <laughs> uh, anyway, interesting guy. And you know, you know
1: what you guys didn't experience is um, when you're with him, he's mesmerizing. He, he pulls you right in. You want to the hat. You wanted, it, yeah, it's the hat. You just want to hang out and talk to him, so, so I, you could see how he would convince people. Maybe not you.
0: No, no, I'm saying now uh-huh. he would. Yeah. right. Well, but 10 but, but, years but, years ago, that, no. but that's a learned skill. Twenty like years he, ago, he talks whatever. About the fact that he would put himself in a situation where he had to count on that charm. You know, he didn't, he didn't have the money, so he had to have other resources. So that, that's a learned skill for sure. I don't think that's just an aid.
1: Big takeaways.
0: I, I loved, and it really resonated with me when he said he's happiest when he doesn't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Because mm. a lot of people talk about having a plan and working Aho, plan. And, of course, amen. that's important. Love it. But the other idea about, about getting <laughs> in your comfort zone. And, like, when get, these guys showed up, I know you just had Nagoji in, in Japan. Japan. Yep. And uh, the, these guys showed up, and you just said, let's go, and handed them well, kettlebells. They, yeah, handed them kettlebells and had them running through all kinds of strange situations. And that idea, that adventure, that being remarkable – um, is huge, and that's coming up again and again. We get into these themes where we get talking to people, and something comes up again and again. It seems to be a big one right now. Is be willing to take a chance, put yourself out there, don't know what the outcome is going to be, and just do it anyway. And so his his idea, saying that he's happiest when he doesn't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I yeah, got well, that. it's not scripted, but, and he's a writer.
4: Yeah, sure. You know,
2: so he want, he want, he wants to write it. Sure. You That's, know, so it, go ahead.
4: No, it's a no, good no. point. I'm, please, just supporting please, your, I'm supporting. Please, please finish my, my good, sentence we're,
1: for me. We're, we're, <laughs> we're good. Bleh, 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 bleh. Right. We're, we're good.
4: No, 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 good. no. But he says. He says. And, and, and even though you don't know what's happening, I say be conscious about the things that you create. Right. And when you're talking about the script in your head, be careful of that because you can shift that paradigm. Because if it's not a positive script. That you need, to, you need to break it, you need to change it, you need to do something else and imprint it with a new memory that floods it with all those good whatevers.
0: I'd like you to imprint upon our listeners what they should do now.
4: I believe you should go to YouTube or iTunes or uh, wherever you'd like to come check out some more podcasts and um, go travel on a bus and meet some new people. See if you can find Tim. Find him.
1: (laughs) That would make it interesting.
4: (laughs) Thank you for watching another epic story of success. If you like our message, please share Spartan Up with your friends and subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you catch our show. Maybe in the woods. Spartan Up is brought to you by Spartan Race. To find a race near you, visit (laughs) Spartan.com.